day two, VMware Explore Barcelona, and we are back with our good friend, Mr. Kit Colbert, CTO of VMware. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back. Yes. Start with the most important question. Yep. Tapas, uh, any favorite tapas here in Barcelona? Oh, yeah. I mean, all of them. All I of mean, the tapas. <laughs> the, uh, the Iberian ham is the yeah, classic. It's a you staple. Know, some cheese with that, patatas bravas. I mean, you could go all day. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Or all night, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Well, yeah, and I do want to start one more thing before we actually get into some tech, but uh, uh, congratulations, 20 years at Thank VMware. You. That's insane. <clears throat> Thank you. Yep, just at the milestone back in September. Yeah. It's insane to think about. Yeah. 20 years. I'm like, where did that 20 years go exactly? I saw a picture of you on Twitter uh, 20 years ago, and it was next <laughs> to a picture of you now, and it looks the oh, same. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they wanted to find a pic an old picture of me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like my 20 years at VMware is kind of like the saying, you know, of parenting. The days are long, but the years are short yeah, type situation. Yeah. You know, I don't know how 20 years went by, uh, but it's been amazing. Yeah. And um, it's funny, I was just in some other uh, media press briefing and they were asking about my time, asking like, how has the industry changed? And I'm like, dude. <laughs> you mean within I mean, the last six months? <laughs> yeah. yeah, last yeah. 20 years, like where do I even start? I don't know. Right. So it's, it's kind of wild. <laughs> Yeah, and obviously things are changing rapidly. Uh, clearly, the buzzword is AI everywhere. Yep. Um, you know, Chris Wolf obviously was announcing on, on on center stage in general session about private AI foundation. Yep. And uh, and some of the new partnerships and stuff. So I'd love to hear your take on that. Like, what, what sure. is why is VMware so heavily focused on AI? <clears throat> yeah. Well, I think uh, hopefully the reason is fairly self-evident. I mean, yeah. uh, gener generative AI is taking the world's imagination, and every single customer we talk about or talk to is talking about generative AI. Yeah. And I think most folks are still in the very early stages of it, though, and they're not really sure how do I take advantage of this while also preserving privacy, security, confidentiality. Uh, there's a lot of risks that people are worried about things around data leakage, things around IP contamination. And so I think folks are trying to think through, how do we do this in a way that uh, avoids those risks while still realizing all the amazing value that's there? So internally, how are we going through those challenges ourselves? Yeah. Like, what are we looking at? What tooling? Yep. Yeah, well, it's interesting. And this is another good example. I think, actually, taking a step back, it's pretty funny. Um, as VMware, you know, we are a large enterprise. Yeah. <laughs> we are not dissimilar from many of our large enterprise customers. And what's interesting about it is we have the same set of problems, right? So, you know, we use AI uh, a lot internally, and what we've seen over the past year has been a tremendous interest and actually actual use of AI, and Gen AI, internally as well. So we have the same set of issues, and our board of directors, the, the audit committee that I have to report out to every quarter, have the same concerns around, what are you doing about all these risks, Kit? And it's sure. like, ooh, okay, <laughs> that makes it real. So, um, so we're doing a couple of things, right? So we've got uh, the marketing team is using generative AI. It can summarize a transcript of an interview and you know, pull out choice quotes. It can help them create copy. Uh, our customer experience, or success team, I should say, is uh, using it as well to help customer support folks better figure out what's going on for a customer and, and triage their issue. Uh, we're using it within engineering to do um, code generation. And so our engineers are leveraging it to help accelerate the productivity. That's fascinating. Yeah, so we are, we are using it a lot. And you know, one of the things that we've had to do is actually create something we call the AI Council. 
which helps to govern and set up guidelines and policies about internal use. And the reason to do that is to try and strike that same balance I talked about is allowing people to take advantage of this tech, but also saying, hey, we got to have some guardrails here to make sure that we're using it in a way that reduces or eliminates those risks. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's, it is fun, like you say, we are a large company, so we have to find those balances. And it is interesting, though, seeing though, that we're still finding ways to be agile and adopt this and pull yep. it forward without... And we are, right? We're trying to be very uh, open-minded about it. So we've been, we moved pretty quickly through this AI council evolution. So at first we were like, um, don't use uh, any Gen AI related things uh, that are directly customer facing unless they've been reviewed by a human first. If it's a purely internal project or if like you're in marketing and you know, that generates some text for you, but then you as a human go through and edit it, that's totally fine. But we, we didn't want to directly open like a self-service portal to a gen AI thing, you know, until we had some more time to vet it. So what we've done is, uh, so that allowed people to go and do stuff, but we had some guardrails. And then we went through and we, we created this thing we call the trustworthy AI questionnaire. And it really uh, has people go through a lot of depth to make sure they're thinking about all the different risks and contingencies and so forth. And once they've done that, we now have an approval process to say, yeah, you can actually release. Oh, so we some create of new use cases and yeah. adopt them. And like we actually saw this. So we have something called Tanzu Intelligent Assist, yes. Yes. which is a generative AI capability, essentially a chat bot built into Tanzu that can help a user with any, anything they need, like learn the product, do something in the product, execute something for them, get more information about something, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So and is, that, it like, that, is it like Clippy or <laughs> <laughs> is it like a, a Clippy on steroids? Don't even, don't even go there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if Clippy actually worked and wasn't annoying, yeah, and, you know. Um, no, but things but, changed in 20 years. I know, yeah. <laughs> Good point. Um, but no, so now uh, they're on the verge of releasing that for initial availability. Okay. And you know, we went through that trustworthy AI questionnaire with that team. And I think it, uh, first of all, they're, they're obviously really, really strong team. But it also helped them think through some of those issues. Yeah. I was speaking to one of the folks on that team mm-hmm. uh, yesterday, actually. Okay. And he was telling me how, like, it's certain way there's a lot of context into you know it knows a lot of information that yep. you as the administrator might not know like so yep. it has the ability yep. to consume all of the information and answer questions with all of the context that yes. we may miss yep. so it's not just like Clippy where it's just trying to find an answer it truly has all the context and so when you ask a question like you know how much does this cost me you know or what how long is it going to take to do this it can config it can consider all, all yeah. have all the context and, and consider all of that so. and what we're doing is you know we have this model that, that we've uh, sort of fine-tuned to the Tanzu environment but what we're doing is actually uh, doing some prompt engineering based on your prompt we'll pull in a bunch of extra data into the prompt that we do that automatically so, you know, uh, your configuration information, your inventory information, whatever is relevant to the question you have, okay. will pop all that into the prompt, and that way the large language model that's running in the back end there can spit out an answer that's actually specific to your environment. Yeah, and understand your context within exactly. that environment. Exactly. That's, that's, that's pretty great. One kind of last question I had is, you know, obviously working over, you know, the office of CTO, working over mm-hmm. the, the R&D side, um, AI is very much kind of the, the next thing that's you know here in the hype cycle, very here yep. and now. Yep. Um, what are some of the other areas, I guess, you're, you're looking at that are still, I guess, early or, or potential areas? Yeah. You know? what, what are you looking, looking a bit farther out? Yeah, well, I mean, first and foremost, um, 
let's just be clear. Although the, the hype cycle is heavy with AI, uh, the mass adoption is not there yet. Right? People are thinking about it. People are playing with it. We don't see as much in production yet, especially from an engineering standpoint, like building it into product. So we still think there's a good three to five years, at least, yeah. of that. And as a matter of fact, most of our internal innovation incubation projects are now 100% focused on the AI, Gen AI space. So Chris's team's just really... Yeah, so Chris Wolf, he used to be uh, our chief research innovation officer, which he still is, but we've given him a new title. Uh, which is VP for VMware AI Labs. Mm -hmm. And that's because we basically took his whole team, which did all sorts of different things, lots of different academic research and you know Edge and uh, cloud native apps, all sorts of stuff, and said, hey, <clears throat> finish out your current projects and focus on AI. Yeah. And I think it's because of the fact that it's going to be such a transformative technology and the fact that we're such an early stage. Like, one of the interesting things I think about where we're going, where the industry is going with generative AI is that, yes, if you look at AI traditionally, it was much the domain of the data scientists, data engineers, mathematicians, trying to get all that stuff right. And certainly, these large language models are part of that. <clears throat> However, what you find is that when you actually try to stand up and productize or move into production one of these large language models, you have to build a pretty large system around it. You're going to have pieces of AI that do pre-processing, like we talked about with Tanzu, pull in the right sort of data, that's retrieval augmented generation type stuff. You have pieces of AI that sit on the backside that look at what comes out of the large language model. You're going to do some sort of classifier model to look for things like hate speech, because you don't want it saying Absolutely. terrible stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. So you're going to have uh, monitoring to look at the performance and also uh, track over time the outputs. And so. This is actually a systems engineering problem, is what we're and seeing. And it maps to all the different kind of areas and bottlenecks. Uh, uh, about, yeah, and, and like I think what it does is it maps to a lot of what we're already doing at VMware, yeah. which is interesting. Like We are a systems engineering company. That's what we do. And so I think you know we look at the opportunity there, and I compare it to cl the cloud-native space. And when Docker first came out, it was like late 2013, 2014 timeframe. And it really hit its stride 2015, 2016. I think we're still kind of in that maybe even 2014, 2015 phase, right? Where we're still years away from this mass adoption. And so for me, while it's clear that AI is going to be a thing, I think what is less clear is exactly how it's going to evolve. And so the big thing that we're focused on is how to actually make this real, make it truly democratized so that anyone can use it. And that's the big focus for the next few years. All those ancillary projects and things, this is great. There's a ton of stuff, yeah. It reminds me of, you know, like when Google first came out with the search engine and it really kind of revolutionized the way a lot of people do work and stuff. And it was like, yeah, I think this is going to be, a, you know, this is this is going to be a pretty big thing, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I definitely Well, prompt it. engineering, you know, that's yeah, it's it a is. job. I mean, just the person it is. Who writes it the is. Query, like. Well, but that's the thing. It's like the prompt uh, is like the code in this, in this metaphor. It's natural language, natural human language language, but you still need to be thoughtful about how to structure that. Right. And so, you know, I do think just like you need to be thoughtful about how you do a Google search and what keywords, blah, 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 it's going to be the same thing here. So I do think it's going to be a big learning curve sure. that'll be there as well. Yeah, exciting times. And uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot more to come in AI, I'm sure. It's, we're, we're at the beginning stages of it. Kate, thanks so much for sharing this information. Enjoy the rest of your week at uh, awesome. VMware Explorer. Thanks for having me. All right.